Then we're back. John, we got to talk about this tonight. This manifesto of anger and death killer who gunned down his former TV news co-workers raged about the South Carolina Bible study shooting. But, uh, yeah, this uh, Vester Flanagan, a.k.a. Bryce Williams. I can't believe this story. I woke up and it was trending and I'm like, oh, what is this, another shooting? Right. And I read it and a guy, I'm sure you've all heard about this, but a guy shot his, I guess, former co-workers, the uh, reporter and her cameraman on yeah. the air as they're doing a news report. Yeah, at like 6.45 in the morning in Virginia. <sighs> the, the one woman who survived, she's like in stable condition at a hospital that I have, I have nurses at. So I can't like imagine oh, like their news crews and, you know, but I, I mean, I made the mistake of watching, first of all, I watched the video from like the cameraman's point of view. Yeah. Then I watched it from the killer's point of view because he videotapes it with a GoPro. And it is – Jesus. It's like it's out of a video game or, or like a movie. He, he, you see him walking down this like, uh, like dock kind of thing, but it's not like over water. It's just like a deck. Uh, and you see them videotaping. You see the cameraman and you see the woman being interviewed and the reporters. Just three of them. Like by themselves, the sun is barely <sighs> – and he's, he walks over, he gets within like five feet of them, and of course they don't notice him because they're on camera. You know what it's like like when you're behind or you're like in front of the camera? Everything else just kind of like disappears around you. Right. You're focused on what you're trying to say, what your next word is. And yeah, just that like you're in front of the camera, you're posing, right? Yeah, like there's a million things going on in your head at once. You don't have like periphery. So he walks up and he's like five feet from them and he just pulls his gun out and like points it at them. And then he puts it away and he walks, then he walks behind the cameraman, pulls the gun out and just starts shooting them all. And it's weird because the girl, like the reporter, when I'm guessing when she gets shot, she just kind of like ducks and like crunches down a little and she's like, oh, whoa, what is that? What is that? And the other woman's like screaming and the camera guy, I think he gets shot like right away and he just goes down oh, and then geez. the screen just goes black and you hear more shooting and screaming. It was so there were two women there. There was the reporter and I guess like an assistant or somebody they were interviewing or whatever. Um, and the reporter – I'm sorry. I, I read the story on foxnews.com and CNN and yeah. they said there was a survivor but – he killed yeah. – I guess he killed the reporter, the cameraman, and then there was a, a third person there that was shot but obviously is in the hospital. Yeah, they were at this um, – what the heck was it? it? It was like a supermarket or something. Uh, I can't find what the heck the thing is. I, I don't even know. Like it was like a shopping center or something. It was like a grand opening and they're oh. interviewing woman who was like in charge you know like the director of whatever and she was this like nice old lady and she's like oh we're just all about community and it's just so great and then all of a sudden bullets are flying at her jeez and it says here too that he sent a fax <laughs> he sent a fax to the station that got there two hours after the reporter and the cameraman were gunned down in Moneta, Virginia uh and yeah. he posted pictures to his Facebook or a Facebook registered to him and a Twitter account of the video. 
And, I mean, this guy, this... The weird thing is... Flanagan. This goes off. Vester L. Flanagan. I, be- I wonder if that's what he got made fun of for. Vester. And, you know, because he claims... So, it, it gets really weird. He claims that... It has the same syllables as Re- Reginald Vell Johnson, I mean. He could have done something better. Kyle? <laughs> who is that? Carl Winslow? Yeah, Reginald Bell yeah. Johnson. <laughs> I got a side story about him later on tonight, but it's not the time nor the place. It also sounds like Harvey Lee Oswald. Yeah, or Lee James Oswald. Earl Ray. Like any three name syllables. Right. Um, you know why they do that? Is whenever there's a serial killer or somebody of importance that committed a serious murder, they always do the three names just to not confuse them with you know people that have similar names like instead of lee harvey oswald it could be lee jason oswald to somebody else and they do that for notoriety but with this guy i don't think there's too many vester flanagans running around oh my God. <laughs> i think flanagan that, that's a better on-air name than bryce johnson or whatever the hell yeah. bryce williams vester flanagan and the knee and the evening news so he, he's been a reporter before, and he actually worked with this girl that he killed. And he says – there was like a tweet or something where he says, first day, and she already reports me to HR. It's like, well – Well, what did you do? Hmm. Yeah. That's a and red like, flag right there. And I read in the report too that people – he got sort of a response from people in the newsroom that people feared him. I mean he was very – he could get very angry at times, obviously, and people yeah. kind of looked at him like they were afraid of him at times because he was just so unpredictable. And obviously, I mean, what a nut job, what a dickbag. Wow. You know, to yeah. reading this story, it's very scary because he quoted as saying he also praised the Virginia Tech gunman, the Sung Hoo Cho, Cho who oh. – killed you know people back in 2007 in, in uh virginia tech and also the angry about the bible thing uh, bible shooting and then said he was persecuted for being a gay black man i don't understand any of this he was obviously a nut job for many reasons this being the biggest one and he yeah. carved the names of the victims of the south carolina church shooting into the bullets um i don't know how killing people to honor the dead is a form of uh, dignity or um, remembrance, but uh, just absolutely ass- crazy. What an asshole. I'm seeing a picture of him, too. He looks like a guy, this Vester Flanagan. Vester. He's a larger man. He looks like a guy that should be a character actor on, like, a yeah. sitcom. You know, like... He looks like Purd. From uh, Parks and Rec, he's like a, he's like the news anchor guy, but yeah. he's also in three other shows with the same name, and it's the same character. He gets around. It's like Reginald Vell Johnson. He was always a police officer. He just went from set to set in a cop uniform. Well, looks like uh, Die Hard is done. Let's head over to uh, Turner and Hooch. Okay, that's done. Let's head over to Family Matters. Doesn't need to change. Just a cop uniform. You're fine. Yeah. Tight yeah. Crazy. Yeah, obviously our thoughts and prayers go with those victims of that attack today. It's very sad um, and very unpredictable. I mean, you're reporting the news. You're trying to do a job. 
And it's 6.45 in the morning. Yeah. You know, you're just trying to get through the day. You're trying to do your thing. You're trying to give a report. You said it was an opening. You have this nut job. Come on and just... Oh. Yeah, like two days after the Charleston shooting, he went and got himself a gun. You know, you're angry. I get it. You have issues, but it's never worth it to obviously take another life. I mean, I could even watch those videos that you, you mentioned. I, no. I wouldn't be able to do it. Nope. But, I mean, to all the six fucks of the world, if you're going to take this anger out on someone, do it on yourself. Just go back to the old days of killing yourself. I mean, don't shoot yeah. up people, you know? Yeah. Waste of fucking sperm and eggs. It's like, if you need help, like, just like a human being, go ask for it. Yeah. Just Be a man. Go- don't be crazy. Tough it out. Do a podcast. Yeah. Pretend you're Bruce Jenner. Do something. Yeah. Which, by the way, was great on Sunday. That I gotta, was a home run. I got to comment on that real quick. So yeah. we had Caitlyn Jenner, quote unquote, on the show on Sunday. Evil uh, Kate is what I was Evil Kate. And Biscardi, or maybe it was Caitlyn Jenner, I don't know, was on the show and... And without warning or without giving us a heads up, we hear the car crash and then disappears for the rest of the show. And I didn't hear this the first time, but the second or the third time I listened to the, the episode, I heard him say right before the crash, oh, I, I dropped my phone. <laughs> it was so well played. Nobody knew that was happening. The reaction was real. And I thought you and I did a good job of keeping it together. But I was dying at that crash. No, man, I, he, he, was, uh, he was texting it in, like, the Skype, you know, messenger thing. I saw oh, it. okay. And I was, like, ready for it. That's <laughs> why when it, it was so long. It was 20 seconds long. Nine other cars smash into, like, the accident he caused. I was like, yeah. wow, it was uh, quite a bad accident. It was like a 32-car pileup. Yeah. But he was uh, – the, the visuals, like, I'm a very visual person as I know you are, very imaginative Sure. Is, see it all. He's cooking a meal and texting. So I'm picturing Bruce Jenner with like the George Foreman grill and like the passenger seat, like cooking a ribeye and texting. And then he drops his phone. Like the big concern is not that there's a smoking steak in the car, but he's cooking and driving and texting. And I mean, that, that was a home run. It was amazing. That was like Juan Samuel in the, in the ninth. You know, <laughs> three guys on, two guys out. It was just, it was pressure, man. I loved it. It was Loved really it. good. Uh, I, um, I, I, I can do My the bank. voice now, so I do it all, all the time. Yeah. Every, and everyone notices it right away. So Biscardi's got that voice down. So, so good. I, I think uh, we, should, we should have evil Caitlin on just as often as we have. I, I, I'm cooking stuff. a meal. Yeah, the meal, just the words. And, uh, yeah. Who knew? Oh, that's that's adorable. That's adorable. (laughs) You know what, Matthew? And then the laugh. He did that laugh that was like, oh! Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I got some news for you. Sean Caden texted me. Uh, He can call on this Monday night if you're around. Ooh, all right, cool. Monday night, Nerd 35? Or are we going to do like a Monday night podcast? I think we should do a podcast. We should do... uh, Full swing because I think he's been promoting that as the podcastle. So, awesome. by the way, we're going to get a huge influx of listeners that night, more than our twenty-one thousand that tune in every night. My it's going to be 
crazy. My buddy, my buddy texted me on my huge group thread, uh, group text that I have. That's like sometimes I'll come and it'll be like 130 missed texts. They're just a bunch of yentas just clucking away about sports. Anyway, he goes, John. My mom had to. I had to show my mom how to download your the app to listen to your podcast because you're having that guy from Karate Kid Part Three and General Hospital. What, what's the the show that he's on? General Hospital. General Hospital, right? She, I was like, Hey, that's awesome. Good. Tell her to tell her friends. Tell her to tell your friends. Yeah, that's our new demographic. Is Housewives. Grandmas. Early grandmas. What's that? Early grandmas. Yeah. They're hot. You know? They're hot. hot <laughs> like day. our mom's age. That's our demo. Our key demo. It is. Yeah. I'm all yes. about it. You know? What's that? I'm all about it. Oh, yeah, of course. Works for Sean Candid. I'm really excited to have him, too. He's a really good dude. He's very genuine. He's like a smart guy. He's... He's so good looking too. Like as a straight dude, I can say that's that's a good looking dude. Like what he is he? Uh, yeah, no, you've mentioned that like five or six or seven. I'm gonna mention it two more times. <laughs> Sexually. Oh, I just got another text. Don't mention that I'm good looking. I won't be on the show. Ah. Oh. I'm just kidding. You just creeped him out. Diarrhea. Um, so what is he into besides Duty. you know acting? Comedy, um, he does a podcast called Cadence Rules. And uh, he likes music videos. Like he does his, he produced a few of his own videos. And I guess the rest will just have to pick his brain. Yeah, no, I don't care about what he does like for work. I want to know what he does, you know, in his, in his, like, his private life. But I know he has a house like in Palm Springs. I was when I had lunch with him. He was saying he was heading to Palm Springs. It's like a big thing in L.A. People go to Palm Springs. It's like a getaway. Getaway from what? I don't know. But yeah, no, getaway from paradise. <laughs> Well, kind of. Is it well, really amazing there in California, or is it like bad? Like you play it up. Is it what amazing? Yeah, is it awesome? Or Let me it... paint a picture for you. Exactly how it is. Okay. Everybody's nude. Yes. Like you are when you do the podcast sometimes. Yeah. Um, at two p.m. every day, a high surf comes, and everyone takes their surfboard out to the streets, paved with gold, by the way, and we just <laughs> surf down that yellow brick road. <laughs> um, at the end of it, in there this... are three people. There's Tom Hanks, Steven Spielberg, and George Lucas, and they give you a high five as you get off your board. Um, after that, an eagle picks you up and takes you back to your place in the hills where we all got him. And uh, and then I woke up and realized I shit my pants, and it was all a dream. No. LA's cool, man. California's really cool. I play it up jokingly. I say things like, it's broke, which it is. That's not a joke, but... We'll be okay. It's good to be in debt. But it's uh, it's like our uh, Achilles heel. It's like, ah, we're broke. But, yeah, you know, everything that's good here is made by God, like the beaches and the people and the weather. So it's all good. It's just a different way of thinking in, like, the mentality of majority. Right. Yeah, you just got to think a little differently. It's probably similar to Miami and Fort Lauderdale area and Boynton Beach and – I don't West know, Palm Beach and Deerfield Beach and Deer Key and I mean, have you... Kissimmee and Tallahassee and Orlando, Tampa, Jupiter, Neptune, Clearwater, Clearwater, yeah. Saint Petersburg, um, Okanichi, <laughs> Okeechobee, Okeechobee. What is it? Okeechobee. 
That's where I want to go. Okeechobee. It's a huge lake in the middle. Sounds nice. Yeah, it's really cool. But yeah, I would imagine Florida's a lot similar to different. It's you know where the weather's nicer. There's more like people with money and you know outside things to do and. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, it's like everywhere where there's ghettos and there's really nice places, but the really nice places are really awesome because they're on the beach. Yeah, and they're sweet. You know, One thing about – oh, oh, sorry. Or at least sorry. the water. <laughs> One thing about L.A. that's very different from, you know, Pennsylvania area where you and I are from is in Pennsylvania you have these nice areas and then there's shitty areas, but they're pretty far away from each other. Like you have to drive a little bit. Yeah. L.A., it's not uncommon for there to be, like, a block of really nice homes with, like, Rolls Royces out front. And then, yes. like, a block later, it's, like, a ghetto where there's, like, yes. shootings and stuff. It's crazy. I lived on the street when I first moved out here that was uh, the divider. There was, like, literally the, the block uh, north of me was right by the hills in Los Feliz. It had, like, Rolls Royces and gated things. And then the block to the south of me was, like, a shithole with, like, cops everywhere and we were like the the middle, like the, the the tracks, if you will. And it was it was really interesting to see this. Like, wow. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's how it is here. It'll be like one block ghetto, one block, you know, beach homes. Yeah. Not where you live though, in Star Island. What's that? Not where you live though, in Star Island. I thought that was all nice. <laughs> no, no, it's just me and Diddy and Aflac and Will Smith <laughs> and uh, Dwayne Wade. I've mentioned that before in the cast. I I do picture you and yes. Hey Ashley on like Star Island, and you're still like wearing like Philly stuff and hanging out. Like you're not like pretentious or anything, but it's like an eight room mansion. And there's like a boat out front. Like to get to the mainland, you just hop on your, uh, you know, your Donzi and like head up the coast. You're like, well, what I'm go see Don- Dave Matthews tonight. What's a Donzi? Uh, like a wooden boat or something. Like a <laughs> a boat. A Donzi? Something like that, yeah. Here, I'll tell you right now. But it, why are you asking me? You have three of them. I don't understand. I don't understand these rhetorical questions. <laughs> John, I'm trying to find a uh, thread that I crafted that I can't find. I wanted to do a good spot for tonight. But we've been talking before about the uh, a humane society that was doing a month-long thing for uh, animal donations yeah. in, um, throughout the month of August. And August is coming to a close, and we tweeted this before. Um, but I just wanted to give them a shout out. It was the uh, South Carolina Humane Society. Oh, yeah. And uh, in a broader yeah. picture, too, I just want to give a shout out to the Humane Society. You know, um, Obviously, there's a lot of shelters, and, and uh, I'm going to get really hippie with you for a second. A lot of unwanted pets that need a good home. Um, you should always adopt and rescue and there's tons of them so check out your local city shelter and whatnot and even if you don't have the means or the time or the resources to take on a pet you know you can always donate some toys or money and it's it goes a long way especially today i mean there's so many uh animals that people you know that don't want they don't want the animal or the animal can't find a home so uh help is always needed yeah and to Expedite that process. You can always write a check to John. Uh, no, you don't want to do that. Matt. Yes, just Matt. It's not a last name. I can't even no. cash it. Matthew. Matthew. Yes. All right. Uh, 
So we were talking about this shoot earlier, and I just want to segue into something else. I was clicking through Fox News, I, and I, you know, I like to do Fox News, CNN, and everything like that. Um, right. But there was a lot of things on Ann Coulter introducing Trump in Iowa tonight. I don't know if you heard about that. I can't believe you even watch Fox News. I don't watch it. I read it. It's so bad. It's so like – It's awful. Leaning right. They're drowning in the Atlantic Ocean. By, oh, which is not a bad thing. Uh, no, I don't watch Fox News. I read – here are the apps I have on my phone. Here are the news apps. Every time I eat dinner or food alone at work or in my car crying, um, I have CNN, Fox News, Huffington Post, NBC10, ABC7, um, New York Times, ABC News, and CBS. And the reason I have all these ridiculous wow. apps is because they're all very different. There's left-wing, right-wing, super left-wing, super right-wing media – and I like to click on each to see what they're reporting and to see the trends because I was a I was a journalism major in college, if you didn't know that. Yeah, and I enjoy too. reading the broadcast record of journalism. And, uh, so I like to see what they're doing. But Fox News is funny. It's more of a source of entertainment because it's always right. like there was a shooting today. And obviously they covered it. But the second top story was, is Hillary really still cleared? You know, because of her whole email debacle. So oh, it's like, my. get over it. Like she has email. Yeah. That's, uh, sorry, I was actually just on our Twitter page, and there's, we have all these notifications and reanimations, and we're at 671. How much? 671. Woo! We flew past 500. Wow. 671, help us on the road to 1,000. Please follow us at the underscore podcastle. Send us a tweet. Tell John, myself, Biscotti, which one to hear, which you don't want to hear. Yeah, like comment, to hear get involved. Get involved. I mean, we rock we the vote. Material. Yeah. Let's look at the things that are trending today. Why oh. not Wednesday? Oh. <laughs> YOLO, but for Wednesday. What? Is that like YOLO, but for Wednesday? Oh, YOLO, the worst. Not Wednesday. What's worse, John? YOLO or Froyo? <laughs> it's got to be Froyo, right? Well, I, I think YOLO is so ironic because you do it when you're doing something dangerous, right? You're supposed to. And when you say you only live once, but then do something that could kill you, why? It's <laughs> a good you... point. <laughs> it's like, yeah, but you do only live once, so you shouldn't do that. Yeah. It's like saying, I only have one set of teeth. Here, watch me put battery acid in my gums. <laughs> well, or you could just floss and use fluoride and take care of them. You only have teeth once. Twice. Oh, speaking of teeth, I have a dentist appointment at 8 o'clock in the morning. Oh. oh! You having some work done? No, just a cleaning. Just the six-month thing. And last time I went, she told me, she's like, you don't floss every day, do you? Always. No way. I don't. I used to. And then, you know what? I ran out of like this 10-pack of floss that I had. And I just haven't purchased any more because I'm just an idiot. And uh, so when I went last time, she's like, oh, you don't floss. Uh, I was like, all right, I'm going to floss every day. And when I come back here in six months, you're, you're going to have nothing to do. You're just going to look at my <laughs> teeth. You're not going to scrape me. And you're going to do nothing. She's playing and, Tetris. Right. <laughs> And uh, 
I made it through like the first month and then of course ran out of floss again. Been about a five month span and here we are doing appointments tomorrow. You ever try to do the, uh, I'm like you, I don't floss either. I used to and I just don't remember because I'm like, yeah, I'm going to bed. I'm just going to brush my teeth and I'm going to work. I'm just going to do this or at work I don't keep floss. And, uh, before dentist appointment, always like floss and make my like gums bleed the night before. I'm like, if I just cram in six works of neglect, six months of, of neglect into like a three minute work span, like I'll be okay. And you open your mouth and they're just like, ah! like were you chewing rocks last night? Were you chewing rocks? My gums are swollen. Yeah. You ever had a cavity? We're taking radio to a whole new level here. You ever had a cavity? Uh, one. Yeah. You? One. One? Yeah, and I was like 23 or 24. It was like weird. Yeah, I think I was, it was like later for me, like 19 or 20. And they didn't fill it with metal. Ugh. They filled it with like, you know, like putty. Yeah, metal. But that is horrible, man. Getting your tooth drilled. Yeah, I never like the dentist because I'm always afraid. I always feel guilty when I'm there, like they're going to yell at me. You know, oh, like, yeah. you need to floss. It's like, you're getting paid regardless. Yeah, Can you just do it nicely? Just get me in and out of here and you're going to get your money. Yeah, you need to floss. I, uh, oh, but, like, they, they stick you with the needle and they numb you. And oh, then God. they just start drilling where, like, the cavity is, right? Yeah. And they just drill out the entire, like, inside of the tooth. And I, the whole time, I'm thinking, oh, my God, the Novocaine's going to wear off. It's going to wear off. It's going to wear off. I'm going to feel it. I'm going to feel it. I'm going to feel it. That's me the whole time. It's scary, yeah, because it's like they're – and the pressure, too, like, it vibrates in your whole head. So you're just like, please stay on. Please the medicine. It's funny I went to anticipate medication. You smell your tooth burning. Oh, the guy's <laughs> laughing. What's that? He's cross-eyed. No. Yeah. I remember I had I got knocked out once to get my teeth. I was somewhat of a freak. I was born with too many teeth in my mouth. Were so you? by the time yeah, so by the time I was Ooh, like fifteen, I had I had fourteen teeth removed. What? Yeah, my parents spent like twenty thousand dollars on my mouth, like braces, like the whole thing. I had surgery where they took tissue from the top of my mouth and re what is it regrafted it in the bottom because it was missing i mean it was like horrible like if i didn't have work done i'd be toothless now i'd be a freak i'd be good at sucking dick though <laughs> what you uh what? you really are a shark yes all that teeth <laughs> i never thought about that How that's gonna be my superhero thing i need to have like an accident with a shark but like it rejuvenates me so i'm like shark man but all i do is like teach kids to floss and then I bite them or their mom. That's a good one. Yeah. It takes yeah. But I got knocked out one time and it was so cool. Have you been knocked out for surgery where they actually put you under the... Just for my wisdom teeth. That was four impacted molars. They knocked you out cold? Yeah, yeah knocked me out. It was like, I remember sitting there and they're like, all right, you're going to go to sleep. I'm like, okay, I can feel it. And I just all <laughs> of a sudden blinked my eyes and I was awake again. And my mouth was just full of, like, gauze. Yeah. Isn't that weird, too? Because you're, like, like count to ten. And then next thing you know, you're talking. You're like, am I asleep yet? They're like, you were knocked out for eight hours. Yeah. What did you 
do. We have a jackhammer in your mouth. You right. Feel it. What? what? How can anything do that? We just planted some asparagus in your tongue. Yeah. Dude, how many teeth pulled? 14. Oh, my God. And no, uh, no wisdom teeth. It's weird. I still have the wisdom teeth. It's the weird thing. They just grew in normally? Yeah, I had a lot of teeth and uh, like a freak. And that's why if you ever look at like old school photo pictures of me, which unless you're my mom, I hope nobody's looking at old school photo pictures of me because that's ridiculous. <laughs> you can see I had like an overbite and there was like a lot of teeth in there. I don't remember that at all. I, just, I remember you had braces. But... I had teeth for teeth. Like the teeth would come out and like walk around the house and like look for <laughs> berries and like come back and be like, we found you some more fruits, you grace. Get in there. Like I didn't want fruits. Oh, there must have been some sort of miscalculation. Oh. Sorry, I was unable to take dental hygienic calculations to the information. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, tweet us your uh, dental stories at the underscore podcastle.com. Podcastle. Dental, dental stories. I do have a good story, actually. I have a, uh, I'm going to do this because I'm very satisfied with the way it all went down. All right. Because I hate this company. You know how you hate United Airlines? Yes. Uh, or is, that's what it is, right? Yes. United? United. Yeah. Love it. Um, and the other guy with Target. If I Ugh. had a chance, Comcast, at Ugh. one point, I was ready to like take down. But I don't yeah, know. What... You've had a vetted history with them. What happened? Oh. Just like a, there was like a three, three and a half month battle with them. That it, it it's a long story. Did the end result work in your favor? Them. I mean, are they trying to like work with you at least, or are they just giving you the big F you and saying you know, deal with it? I think I t- I told the story on one of the shows before. I can't remember, but yeah, like when I I told them before I was moving, two weeks before I was moving, that I was moving. And that they just needed to transfer my service to a different address. Yeah. I'll keep the equipment. Just change the thing. Three, uh, five weeks later, I got cable and internet. So Heather and I lived here for three weeks and we didn't have cable or internet. It's a good thing you don't rely on today's society on things like (laughs) internet to work or pay bills or entertainment. I mean, it's a good thing you can just live in that age where you don't have anything. What do you do? Like play. I mean, really. I mean, I know there's other things to do. You go outside, but everybody needs at the end of the day, at one point, to either go online to check something and work, or yeah. unwind and watch your show. Like, I mean, what do they expect? Five weeks? That's when a supervisor should step in and say, "Hey, look, um, this guy, Mister Hassinger, and Boynton oh. Beach hasn't had service. What can we do to make this right?" It's like that's unacceptable. Mm-hmm. Dude, I, I I just had to. Oh yeah, I did tell this on the on the show. I. I started talking to one of the guys on the phone, and I was like offering him a job. I was like, "I'm gonna get oh, yeah. brilliant." By the way, to like, st- I like stayed with him that way to make sure everything. You know, they got here, they came here, and yeah, they hooked everything up. And then after that, I just vanished. He shows up at your house tomorrow. He's like, "Hey, ready to do that <laughs> IT connection?" So when's the? Uh, when do I start? Did I, I say start- job? No, no, I'm an internship. Go give me a cup of coffee, you prick. And you throw a cigarette at him for some reason. You're angry. Flick it at him. I don't know why. So, yeah, it, it was just 
a long, long fight with them. And I don't, you know, I was supposed to have DVR and now I don't, uh, but whatever. I was like, sorry, Heather. I was like, we're, we're not fighting them anymore. It's over. They beat your your breaking point, but Mm. they called me like twice last week and I just kept ignoring them. And then they finally left a voicemail, and I was like, hmm, that's strange. They called like three times, didn't leave a voicemail, then they finally did. So it's a person. So I listened to the voicemail, and it's like, yeah, we want to upgrade your service, and do, 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 do. So I'm like, ah, whatever, screw you. It's only uh, 10 I, weeks of waiting. Yeah, like, yeah, like, and it's going to be more money, and da, 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 da. So oh, yeah, yeah. she calls back again, and it's not just like 1-800-Comcast or whatever. It's like a number. A, like a regular number, hmm. like eight six six or eight hundred. So Wet I pick it up, I'm like, hey. and she's like, uh, "Mr. Astor, we want to upgrade everything for you, and uh, it'll cost you less, and it's faster internet." I was like, "Okay, um, uh, how much?" And then they start doing that thing, you know, that they do with the numbers, just like the car dealerships do. Let me feed this to the i i six four thousand robot backstage. Yes. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you a fair number, but then I'm gonna give it to the robot, and he's gonna calculate some fuck you numbers, and then we're gonna come out with a final screw you number. Right. It's, it's gonna confuse you, and so every time she would get to that new larger number, I would just say, "No, nah, I don't want to do that." Nice. And she's like, oh, well, Mr. Essinger, this you are just paying. You have to pay for that. So pop, 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 pop. I don't have to pay for anything. I'll just keep paying what I'm paying. Yeah. And she's like, well, you pay $190 a month now. This will be $180. And then it'll be $139 a month. Uh... And I'm like, well, I only need it to be $139 a month forever. You know, like right. I don't want to pay for all that extra stuff you add on right now. Yeah, I'm doing fine. And she goes <laughs> – she goes – she goes, well, you must consider tax. You, you have to calculate tax. <laughs> you must. And it's, di- it's different based on the area. And I go, well, what is it? And she goes, well, it's different based on the I go, no, no, no. I go, find out the average for Florida and figure it out. And she goes, okay, one moment. And she goes and figures it out. <laughs> because, dude, I, ha- I figured I had nothing to lose. I already have cable. I already have internet. They suck. Uh, you know, th- these things need to be upgraded, but whatever. Yeah. I was just going to keep pushing. You have to. Doesn't that ever annoy you too when, when they don't like do all the work and they're like, well, I don't know how much that'll be. And it's like, well, you anticipate like some questions from your clients. And yeah. I love when they try to sell, like they try to reason, any salesperson, they try to reason with you of why you should do it. Like they know you better than you know yourself. Like, well, well, don't you want this? How do you know what I want? I'm fine. If I want this, there's a million options. I'll go do it. But you could do this. So at that point, I kind of take it a little like, I just want to fuck with you at this point. Yes. So I'll say things that that aren't on their script of responses. Like, well, I'd like to pay more but get less. Like, yeah. is that, like I just want to give more money. Like, just to throw their whole, like, pre-programmed, you know, sketch in a tailspin. Well, why would you do that? Why is the price of tea in China higher in March? Uh, I don't understand. <laughs> And their head explodes. It's a fembot. Yeah. Or or not. Or you just go with a lower service and it works out. I mean, either way, it's it's a sick world. I um <laughs> I used to get called by this like gambling website. Like these sales guys. Yeah. Their their pitch 
their sales pitch was so bad. It was so like forceful. <laughs> it was so forceful and like, Hello. you know, like he could, I could tell because he was saying my name like way too much. Oh. You know, John, you know, like, hey, John, hey, John. You know, the Yankees, the Yankees play the Mets, John. They're going to win, John. John, when you put, you want to get action on that one, John. John, all right, now how much can I put you down for, John? 290, 390? John, how much do you want me to, That's the whole thing. And I'm like, no. How are you connected with gambling? Did you, like, sign up on, like, Golden Palace and all that? I, uh, <laughs> this is the best. Remember that when that was legal? I did it to, yeah. Oh, yeah, Golden Palace. Um, I did it to prank, prank. <laughs> But then they had my number, so they would call me back. <laughs> it was, it was fun. But then they would catch me when I like wasn't in the mood. So I'd actually like pick fights with them, and I'd be like, "Your sales skills are really, really bad." Like, did you really say that? Yeah, and they would be like, "All right, John. Well, you know what? I'm gonna be the one making the money tonight, John. I'm gonna hit the, I'm gonna hit the winners tonight, John. John, do you want to bet on the Heat, the Heat, and the Timberwolves, John? It's a win. It's a lock. Do you want that, John? John, do you want that? And I'd be like, no, I'm just going to bet on them by myself without yeah. you. <laughs> they were so dumb. It's a lock. It's a lock. It's a lock, John. Heat, Timberwolves. Heat, Timberwolves. Kevin Love's hurt. Dwayne Wade and LeBron. Heat, Timberwolves, John. Did you ever that, get one where I, they pitched you saying, a uh, Heat, Timberwolves? Where they give you a scenario, but like they were dead wrong. Like you're like, or they, were they pretty good? Were they at least professional? Where they knew like the spread and the vig? Where they say, you know what? All right, there's seven points in the fig. Like, this is legit. Or were they ever way off base where they say, like, you know, John, John, and this is Paul, or apparently it's Bruce Jenner. If you, this is so and so from Dick Fuck Gambling. If you bet a hundred bucks that an eagle will swoop down and pick up the quarterback, you're going to be a winner. Or were they pretty <laughs> legit? Right. Yeah. It's like, John, uh, <clears throat> the Heat only have four players starting tonight, and they're facing off against the Golden State Warriors. Uh, the Heat are favored. <laughs> Can you leave it? Why don't you take that action? <laughs> John, uh, my dad is playing with himself right now. If you bet 20 bucks, uh, you're going to win. Yeah. <laughs> are you a gambling man? Do you like to gamble a lot? No, that's that's usually what I would say to them after they'd go on their rant. I mean, Gambler's Anonymous. I'd say, I don't gamble. And they'd be like, John, you definitely gamble because you've called us before. And I'd be like, well, yeah, I called you to prank call you. And he would be like, well, John, you're obviously a man who likes to make moves, so why don't you put some money down? I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> a new car! <laughs> right. And if you win that game tonight, you'd have enough money to buy yourself a new car! A new car! I love the rebuttal, but John, I love how the interpretation is always that they're very happy about it. I'm sorry, I don't gamble. I almost died doing it because I lost everything. Well, John, we know that you gambled before. You called it before. How about some money? Yeah, you didn't die, John, so that's a good sign. So you should try and do it again. <laughs> Wait, what? That's so funny. So finally, uh, I got them to commit to waive the, like, installation fee. Oh, right, Comcast. To waive the equipment fee. To, to tell me the exact tax number that would be added on to my end number. And they were like, we can deliver to you on Monday. And this was like Friday. Like we can wow. deliver to you on Monday at uh, between 3 and 5 p.m. I was like, perfect. I work from home. I'll be here. Congratulations. I came at like 4 o'clock, took him 15 minutes. It's a new world. Like everything looks different. That guy, I don't know what kind of cable you have. What do you have? 
Um, I just basically take one of those flip charts and I draw sketches in and I flip it back real quick so it looks like an animation. Um, today I'm doing Stick Man Eats a Pie. So it's really not cable. I need money. No, it's uh, AT&T U-verse. Oh, U-verse. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know, like the guide that you look you know, to find the shows. It's yes. completely different and it changed and upgraded and cooler and um, yeah. I'm very happy. And I, I think the internet's really good too because I found out that that Amazon Fire Stick thing that I have. A new car. Not the Fire, <laughs> the fire Stick. Uh, it's streaming video, so it like drains the Wi-Fi. Ah. Uh. And I'd have that on while we, while we were doing the podcast. <laughs> while Gary Busey is coming in screaming at you to get the Amazon Fire Stick. <laughs> what are you doing here, Gary? You know what's crazy is uh, <laughs> I'm talking to the wall. Um, I'm black sheep. Doesn't a new interface with cable make like TV like it's like watching TV again for the first time? I mean, but it's a really when you talk about the menus. We had Time Warner Cable for a long time, and it sucked. I mean, I never put on the Phillies, and it was like Phillies versus Reds, and they were playing Law and & Order. And, wow. like, they always screwed up. Like, the Super Bowl blacked out this year for, like, an hour. Like, L.A. was ready to burn in flames. People were, like, rioting. They, would, they were just so bad, so we're like, you know what? AT&T. So we switched to AT&T, and after, like... Eight guys came by to fix the mistakes that the other one did. That was a debacle. It was awesome. And the interface was uh, – the menus were just so much more advanced. And, like, there was, like, 30 extra hours of recording you could do. It was just so much more enjoyable. The interface, that's what it's called. Like, what you're looking at when you're using something other than just it for a show. The interface. The interface. The interaction. The display – the setup. The configuration. <laughs> Anticipation of feeling complications. <laughs> My lord. Right. Well, you know that's, what? Uh, that, so that's the story. Comcast, they, uh, they came through for the first time ever. Good. So thank you. Yeah, you're owed that. I mean, I know you've, you've de- well, it's been well documented, your troubles with them and the, the screw-ups that they did. So it's, it's nice to hear that, you know, don't give up on Comcast yet. They're, uh, Maybe they're, they're getting their act together. They're getting their act together, you know? Good. It only took, like, 20 years. It only took 20... <laughs> you know what needs to get their act together? Who? Oh. The writers on Fear of the Walking Dead. Am I right? Am I right? Achi? <laughs> what, what, what'd you say? Achi? Achi? Oh, real quick. I want to talk about the Fear of the Walking Dead, but I got to tell you something funny. Another one of my social projects at, at work, along with the quill pens and everything else, oh, yeah, is I'm introducing words. The quill pens haven't arrived yet. I actually don't think they were ordered. I think they were humoring me that it was approved. Oh. Um, so I got to look into that. But Idiots. I'm bringing up words that haven't been used in a long time and introducing them back to the, the lexicon, the current language. For that. example, <laughs> dossier, D-O-S-S-I-E-R. It's like a... A file, a memo. It's it, it's typically political. Yeah, MySpace. So, uh, but you can't say the word and then because people go, what? You have to have a physical object and give it to them so that they see physically what it is and they start using that word. So, like I brought a file folder to uh, 
to to one of my coworkers, and I was like, "Hey, here's that dossier on that thing." <laughs> the what? The what? No, 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 no just read, it's the dossier. Okay, and then you have to have somebody else email and go, "Hey, did you get the dossier from Clark?" So pretty soon, that person's using the word dossier. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I'm gonna start calling it that. Dossier, because it sounds more like official. But my goal is by the end of the year to have everyone say like. The quartermaster has requested the dossier on the eve of tomorrow's morn. <laughs> on the morrow. On the morrow. The dossier. That's a great one. The dossier. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to do it over, over here on the East Coast. Dossier. Yeah, we'll just keep it going. And then we'll meet in the Midwest somewhere and Biscardi will start using it. And then they'll throw him out because dossier was typically associated with Russian spies. And they'll look at him twice. What? <laughs> what, um... Dossier. Another thing too is people will say, uh, "I like to make people laugh and like lighten up the day." You know, like I don't think you ever should be too serious. Sure. Yeah. So for a long time, my coworkers. Down a little bit. Yeah, they were like on guard. They're like, "He's a new guy," but now, like, that we're all friends, they'll be like, "Hey, Matt, can I ask you a question?" I'll be like, "Look, <laughs> I'm not gay." The third person asked me that. Like, no, I was just gonna. Because no matter what you're asking, you, you know what? Now you're laughing about it. And you're talking, and whatever exactly. it is is easier. I'm sorry. Should be. Yeah. No, I so, always like to, uh, you know what, when people say, can I ask you a question? You just did. I'm like, yeah. You mean a second one? <laughs> I'll grant you three wishes. Three wishes. <laughs> Are you on Vine? No. Hmm. Were you ever? I'm on, I'm on Spine. It's a similar site, but it's for people with erratic back behavior and bad backs. Basically, we just sit in a in a saltwater bath all night and whine about the old days. It sucks. It's like me and like eighty, you know, ninety five year old dudes. It's I signed up for the wrong site apparently. <laughs> Can you get me out of it? There's a contract. I need to break it. Well, you have to check out nerd dot thirty five on Snapchat. Yes. Because uh, I'm going to Colorado this weekend, and I'm going to be taking a lot of uh, weird videos. Oh. It's going to be a wedding, and the wedding is at this place, man, that I do not belong in Vail, Colorado, which some wow. people call the – it's like the Beverly Hills of Colorado. Oh, yeah. Tom it's, Cruise has a house there. It's like insane. Who? Tom Cruise. Oh, well, there you or go. He had one, but – um, yeah, I sent you a, a picture of that. What is it? Where are we sat? The forces. It looks like you're at the Eagle's Nest in like Band of <laughs> Brothers, like where Hitler died. It was. It's it's insane. Pretty crazy, and it's just because Heather's friends with this girl who's, you know, got some cash money. So it'll cash be money. interesting. You know, I don't, I'm not like this. I'm not rich. I don't have rich friends. So this will be interesting. You're gonna have such a good time. Know, you got to take videos on uh, what was it nerd dot thirty five on Snapchat? Yes, nerd dot thirty five. It'll be like fearing, loathing, and veil. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I told Heather I was like, as soon as we get there, I'm gonna go find. You just go nuts. You don't need to leave the airport. Right. There's a video like man tase for urinating in the air and trying to catch it with his mouth. <laughs> nerd thirty five. Oh my gosh. <laughs> For the, it's for my podcast. Leave me alone. Help me. Help me. <laughs> Crazy. John, I want to mention Fear of the Walking Dead for a moment. Yes. I want to get your, you're an avid television viewer. Um, yes. A, a, another fan of The Walking Dead. Give us your recap on the first episode. If you want. If you don't want to, 
No, I, I have uh, a ton of Family Matters jokes lined up here, so no. <laughs> let's do it. No, I uh, I liked it. It was a good setup. I thought it was cool that um, you know basically Rick's in the coma when this like all when this starts. I like like thinking of it that yeah. way. You know, nobody knows anything really, but a few people do. Like that kid, that weird kid at the school. He's like, nah, it's a, it's way worse than everybody thinks. Yeah, he knew. Yeah. He should have been more worried about that acne that he's growing, but he knew about the dead, too. It was, like, acne that he, like, popped, but then, like, scratched to, like, a scar. Yeah. It was really, I don't know what was going on with that kid. That was good foreshadowing, too, because he was, he was saying, uh, and we won't offer too many spoilers in the show, but or any spoilers, but he was, just to no, crowbar real quick, no. this kid... What's that conversation? Spoiler. Here, this is a spoiler warning. If you haven't seen the episode, stop listening. And give us money. <laughs> um, yeah, this kid had a foreshadow of the show about, oh, it's a lot worse than you think. And he was basically caught with a knife, uh, you know, through the metal detectors. And uh, they thought it was because, you know, he was a troubled kid. Somebody was picking on him like some bullies. But he actually foreshadowed and knew that the stuff in the news, the virus outbreak here, the virus outbreak there was connected and it's going to get worse right and it was funny because right before like he leaves he's like can i have my knife back and she's like no because like he's already in like survival mode you know he's seen something like that other kid you know that other kid uh, what's his name i can't remember his name but the kid that wakes up in the first scene kid that sees his girlfriend or whatever some chick that he was doing drugs with yeah, the, the, the heroin addict guy. Yeah, he, he goes and sneaks out of the hospital, puts on like, you know, I forget what he got. Like he just got like different clothes and like picked a cigarette up off the ground just to kind of like look natural and, and blend in. Like he's already like uh, like Daryl Dixon where he's, he's probably better in the zombie apocalypse than in like the real world. Yeah, you could tell like he delivered at the end where some things right. happened with the zombies – and uh, he stepped up to the plate, which is, you know, it's kind of cool because he just got out of the hospital and he's probably right. having bad withdrawal symptoms being a heroin addict. Right. And uh, he stepped up. So you're like, that's going to be a guy to look out for. Right. But like my friend said, um, my buddy Todd, he's like, there's no Rick in this show yet. No. <laughs> there's no Rick Grimes. There's no Jack Shepard from Lost. There's no like guy that you're like, all right. I'm Carl Winslow. Long- this guy <clears throat> who Carl Winslow <laughs> there's no officer Carl Winslow um, so that that would be my only uh, issue with it yeah but I kind of guessed the ending like okay he just shot him he ran away he found his parents then they go to see the body so he can prove that he's not crazy the body's gone then they have to. Then they run into him in the in the tunnel, and they try to kill him, and he doesn't die, and that's the end of the he episode. He goes to town. You saw it coming. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be so good too. I'm really looking forward to the series because, obviously, living in L.A., every day feels like a zombie apocalypse here. I mean, nobody's working. People are moaning and screaming and scratching. I mean, it's just it's wild. But uh, no, seriously, I think it's going to be a great season and a great series and. Um, it was really cool because there was there's one part in the first episode uh, where they did some you know news footage of 
uh, an accident on the freeway and there's all these helicopters and police saying get back and then you see like the LAFD the fire department you know uh, working yeah, okay. on some guy and he comes to life and he bites him and then the cops shoot him and then they kill him in the head which was kind of cool for two reasons one is it's a it's kind of a throwback to what's going on in the country now with police shootings oh, and yeah. two it's saying wow there's like five CHP officers shooting this guy and he gets back up and then they have to kill him in the head but what's what, my point of what's cool about it is you're watching this as the zombie apocalypse is about to take place. So it's not happening yet. So you have right. these kids watching in school and they're seeing this. They go, this isn't real. What is this? And it shows you how creepy the beginning of that was because The Walking Dead, you see it right after it happened. Rick wakes up and it's the afterthought. Right. This is the magic of this one, obviously, and the premises is it's as it's taking place and with the blackouts in L.A. And I just it's going to be nuts. I, I thought I, the first episode was a little weak, but I, the series as a whole, I think, will be great. Yeah, I think it was because it was an hour and a half, so it was obviously a lot of like setup because it's <clears throat> primarily that big family, but they're not really a family. But you know, they're gonna like probably have to. Yeah, um, like dysfunctional. It's like two divorced people who have other, you know, uh, they have kids with another with other people. And then it's just a lot of intertwined characters in a, in a very confusing way, or a very like uh, uncomfortable way, I guess. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, and of course, I just lost what I was going to say. But I you think, were going to say should it be a complication? Something like that. Yeah. Um, it'll be good. Yeah, it'll be good, man. I think so. I think. The first episode was just a, a lot of setup, and it and it's going to go a lot quicker. Yeah. Um, I so. thought the the first episode wasn't like terrible. The only problems I had with it was for an hour and a half, you you need a little bit more than two zombies. I mean, I know that's not the the idea of the show is is gore, but I think they should have did something more exciting. And here's why: the first episode of The Walking Dead. I think is still the best episode of The Walking Dead ever. When Rick is in that tank and those zombies in Atlanta are taking over and there's the dead guy next to him and he has a gun and that music's kicking in, it is like, wow, what what did I just see? This is yeah. in your face. And I think okay. this one just should have brought a little bit more to the plate as far as like in your face. It felt more like an episode of Law and Order to me. Like I'm watching, yeah, you know, the shot of this guy leaving the hospital and the parents are looking for him and then this and that. Okay, there's a zombie. All right, but I just think they should have done more with that, but I have no doubt that they have to um, set up the characters. And I do think they can't do In Your Face as much as I would have liked them to because it does have to be different from The Walking Dead or otherwise, you know, what's the point? You need to do a different spin, so. Yeah, even though it's the same universe, they want to have, yeah. have like, it wants to have, like, a different feel, uh, Dude, you're so. Uh, I have one episode that pops into my head that I would argue over the first episode because that first episode was crazy. I watched it the other day, and remember when he's on the horse and, and he's like, mm. running, and, he, and he makes a left down a street. Oh, that shot! And the horse is like, you, yeah. When he in Atlanta, the first episode when he turns down that street, and you're like, oh my gosh! Turn around. <laughs> Um, yeah, that's insane. Remember the episode when they had that kid held captive in the barn? Yeah, and, and Shane goes in there and and uh, tells to an uh, 
the, um, you know, 12 Angry Men, where he's trying to convince everyone that we can't just kill him. Yeah. And then Dale gets killed. Dale gets eaten. Oh. Oh. Carl. Carl? You idiot. Carl. Running around, throwing rocks at a zombie stuck in the... I hate Carl so much, man. I know. And he'll never die, because... Rick lost his wife, and he's raising a kid. I mean, a yeah. baby. And they're, they're not going to kill off his son. That would be too much of a character blow for one man to take. So Carl will never die. But, yeah, oh, I wish Carl the, would just die. The graphic novels are, it's those two. It's like, you know, Batman yeah. and Robin. Right, yeah, he's not going anywhere. That stupid hat. Oh. Just get it off. He's just a bad actor, too. Like, he, he was a kid when he was cast, but he still is. But like, it was like five years ago. He's like a teenager now. It's like, uh, he's just not good. It's a million kids better than the connect. Yeah, I can like hear him reading his lines when he delivers them. Shady needs to be on that show. Yeah. But yeah, man, that was a great episode. You're talking about the one where the ki- the guy from the other camp or whatever was, they catch him at the bar and they bring him back and they tie him up at the barn. And Rick, yes. they bring him to the barn at the end, like they, out of the shed or whatever. They bring him to the barn and... Rick doesn't go through with it, but... Because Carl's there. It's, yeah, because he, he's an example. But yeah, that was a good one, too. Um, you know what I thought was the best episode of... Uh, my favorite, at least. I think the first episode was the most intense, where you're like, this is the best. But my favorite was when they killed the governor. Because yes. I was I wanted the governor to die so bad. I was like, oh, he just he needs to go. Like He's such a good actor, David. Um I can't think of his name. He's one of the best vil- – like the main villain in Lost ma- is made to look like Ned Flanders compared to the governor. Yeah. It looks like, like the deacon from Waterworld. Yeah. But the, the governor was so good. He, um, he's up there with the best villains of all time. He was so good. You want him to die, and I just thought he's not going to die. He's too good. And then they finish him off. Three different people, as you know, finish him off in that episode where he died. I'm like, they killed him. I can't believe this happened. It was like the best climax ever. Next to my... <laughs> yeah, Michonne slices through him, right, yeah. from the back. Yeah. And then pulls it out. Because he was just about to, like, choke Rick out. Yeah. Because Rick, like, softened him up a little bit. You know, like, they were fighting. And then, like, somebody else got in there and, like, injured him a little bit. And then oh. Michonne finished him off. It was just, like, great. It was great. Great. That that is a great episode. Like he's standing there, the governor, and he's like, you know, Rick's like, we can make this work. We can live together, Carl. And he he just goes, the governor just goes, Carl, liar. And he chops chops Herschel right. Oh, that one was tough. Oh, I loved Herschel too. He was so nice. Oh, in this couch, spent many nights together when I was a drinking man. I really like that season two, season two, two, also, season two, where they're on the farm. A lot of people are like, oh, it's too slow, it's this and that. It's like, no, they're at a safe, you need to have like a safe haven for them to like regroup and obviously build the character. And it was a way for the writers to like shoot cheaply because it like costs nothing to film in a farm. But I thought it was a great season. And at the end when the mid-season finale, when they killed the zombie girl, when all the zombies come out, you're like, yes. Gave what you wanted. It was great. Yeah, no, that was huge. dark. And then the finale, when he yeah. 
prison. Kills, just for anyone who hasn't even started, I, I won't say that, but anyone who's seen it, you know, I'm talking about. And Carl saves him, and it redirects like a giant herd. Like, remember how the finale starts? It's like all these zombies at, like, the very beginning, and they're just kind of, like, walking. And then yeah. like, something smashes, and they just redirect. So, like, it's the director and the writer kind of, like, showing you that this has just been a herd that's just been wandering towards sound. It's just getting crazy. And then the gun from Carl redirects them towards the barn. And it's just, you know, everybody gets split up. And then that whole first half of that next season, it's like little groups that are all headed to win. Yeah. Yeah, they're all little, like, splinter cells. And it's just, yeah, it's so cool. And one more thing I just want to say about The Walking Dead, which I thought was awesome, <laughs> was when they went to Woodbury and it was the whole commune with the governor ran and all that. Right. It was cool because you're like, it's society. And then that was played out because they – it's it, – it ran its course as it should have, and they left Woodbury and moved on when they should have. Like, it's yeah. amazing writing. And um, it was so cool when they had Terminus. And I thought, I think everybody did, oh, Terminus is going to be like another Woodbury. You know, the first episode of, of that season. Terminus is going to be like another Woodbury. It's going to be drawn out. But no, that first episode, they just tore it up. They killed everyone. I mean, it was such a – in your face. Like they gave you everything you didn't think would happen and wanted to see. It's why that show is the best – one of the best of all time. It's like in the top five in my opinion. Yeah, I think it's in my top three or two. Yeah, uh, it's good. It, it, it's like that, people. Sopranos, and Nickelodeon's Doug. Like it's just – Nickelodeon's great. Doug. Never missed it. No, I'm kidding. It's good though. The Journal. But yeah, is it in your top three? The uh, Walking Dead with as among the best. Like my buddy just uh, started. He just literally finished all the way up until season five. He has to watch season five yet because it's not like on Netflix or on demand. And uh, about like a week before he started, he was like, "All right, I got like Netflix now, and you know, I got a smart TV." He's like, "What show should I watch on Netflix?" I'm like, "You haven't watched Walking Dead yet, right?" He's like, "No." I'm like. Sometimes I think Walking Dead is better than Game of Thrones, and he knows how much I love Game of Thrones. So he's like, yeah, I've heard you say that before. So he started it, and he blasted through it. It's just – it always tops itself, and that's so hard to do. Yeah, it Nobody does. does that, really. It always delivers, and usually by this time, shows tend to like turn a little bit where they're either going to get great or they're going to like fall off like Sopranos – and it's like third, fourth season was rolling. Entourage was like the best in its third season. Oh, yeah. Walking Dead could have went either way, and right. they just turned it up like 110%, man. I mean, that show delivered. It's the best, and it's and Fear the Walking Dead ratings like blew it out of the water. I think it was like 10 Yeah, million. it was like the highest in uh, for some record. And it's It was like higher than the podcast. It wasn't even the highest in its demographic. It was like the highest, like overall yeah it was it was a, a landmark yes and yeah. so that just <laughs> yeah. that shows you that uh when the walking dead season six premieres it'll it'll break another record oh yeah when does that premiere anyway it's october mid-october it's, it's the, the week after i think uh fear the walking dead uh, is over yeah that's what they needed to do so I heard they're doing a reality TV show called Eat the Walking Dead. Um, 
and you're just cooking up. It's disgusting, actually. I can't even talk about it. Squeezers. 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 Did yeah. you make up squeezers, or where'd you hear that? My buddy said it on some sketch we did where we were talking about Urkel, and he said, yeah, Urkel's giving squeezers now for ham sandwiches. He said, ha, squeeze, ha. You were like, that is a very unique and funny line. What is that? My, uh, my old co-worker at my last job was gay, so I used to always ask him questions about like that, that kind of lingo. I'd be like, what's a squeezer? And he'd be like, oh, yeah. do you really want to know? And I was like, Give me, like, the clean version, just so I know. And then he would just, like, do a motion with his hand. I was like, oh, that exists. And he'd be like, oh, you have no idea. Did it look like it hurt? Yeah. I was like, I don't have anything to do with that. Oh, wow. But it was cool because uh, he's a good, he's a great dude, too. Like, uh, him and his fiance, I'm still, like, really good friends with. And it was so funny because, like, we worked in, a, in West Hollywood, which is a very predominantly gay neighborhood. And like a, you know, a gay gentleman would walk by singing. My coworker would be like, oh, what a faggot. And I'd be like, wait, you can't say that. He'd be like, why not? I'm gay. And I'd be like, is it like a black person calling another black person the N-word? He's like, yeah, we can do it. I was like, huh, I no. guess you could. So I don't think it's it was, the same. I mean, it's not the same, but I guess you can get away with well, it if you're it a man of the, of the rainbow. Right. <laughs> Yeah, but like it's like Louis C.K. says. He's like, I don't call someone a faggot because they're homosexual. I call them a faggot because they're being a faggot. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, if I walked in on, you know, two guys blowing each other, and the one guy said, like, you know, mm, your shirt doesn't match your pants, I would say, quit being a faggot and get back to sucking that dick. Come <laughs> <laughs> on, <laughs> It's true. It's just like it doesn't. What did mean... what did Cinderella say when she got to the ball? I don't know. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right, I think we're gonna wind it down tonight. Yeah. That's How am I gonna get your flight down to Boynton Beach? Yeah. We're not gonna be with you this Sunday on uh, the podcast. So instead, we're gonna be with you this Monday with uh, actor Sean Keenan of The Karate Kid Part Three. Bold and the Beautiful, General Hospital, and a bevy of other films. A special Monday night for the villain from Karate Kid Part 3. If you oh, haven't I can't seen wait it, for that. it's one of my favorites. I think I'm going to watch it again beforehand to get my my questions right. I'm going to listen to his podcast. I'll probably download some episodes for my flight on Friday. Yeah. That'd be funny if you and I watched Karate Kid 3 like four times to get ahead, and the first thing he says is, do not talk about kk3 kk3 is that what is that what we're doing kk trace john you're gonna be in bail this uh when do you fly out fly out eight o'clock friday night i guess we guess we get there with the time change i don't know like 10 11 or something uh and the wedding's on saturday but it's like saturday night so I'm going to sneak out and, you know, prance around prance. during the day and uh, hopefully find some goodies that are legal in the state of Colorado. 
and uh, then Sunday we fly back. So it'll be fun. It's, it's me and Heather and her best friend who I love. So it'll be like the three of us just getting drunk the whole weekend. Oh, a man after my own heart. Yeah. What if I took a flight out there and just showed up and they're like, oh, who invited Frankenberry? You're like, Clark! That would be amazing if you show up as Frankenberry. Oh, talk about <laughs> ruining it. I get tackled. Nobody would do anything. They'd be like, yes, Frankenberry. It'd be so high. Like, hello, oh, kids. It's crazy. You know what I mean? Everybody would just assume that you were, like, hired to show up. Which is what happened when we filmed the Frankenberry sketch. We just showed up at a charity benefit where they were cutting hair. And, like, it's Frankenberry. It's like, I shouldn't be here. <laughs> but weren't you also at, like, an ice cream place? Yeah, an ice cream truck. Yeah, and they were all like, oh, hi. That's flipped. That flavor too, no joke, was a, it was called Frankenberry. It was like a Frankenberry flavor. Oh. Yeah, it was weird. Oh, they actually had it. Yeah, I'd never even heard of it. Oh my god. Like I, I was like, I need to see the Frankenberry flavor, and it was. It was like Frankenberry berry or something like that. It's like a super sugary strawberry. Yeah. Before we go, John, I want to ask you just a few quick questions. Things that keep me up at night. That I need to pick your brain on. Okay, if I may, take very quickly. I wake up later than John, obviously, because I'm three hours behind. But whenever I wake up, John usually sends like a funny text or a video, or I see him post something on Facebook. And I have this vision, and you need to confirm if it's real or not, that you wake up at like 5 a.m. every day, like no. eat the raw eggs like Rocky, go for like a three-mile jog, no. and do it. Because I've never met anyone that's more like on and like ready to go than you. It's so weird, dude. In the morning is when I, I have like my clearest like like creative ideas. Like I'll get on Facebook. Me and too. I, and my comments are just – sometimes they're mean but I don't care because I need to say something to them because I'm, I'm seeing so clearly. Yeah, you're on fire. Yeah, like later in the day I just kind of get like sluggish and dragged down and I'm like – You know, and then like – and then it starts up again at night. yeah. It's annoying. I no, mean, that's I'm, I'm the same as you, man. I usually wake up, and my ideas like I usually write down sketch ideas or stuff for the show, take an Adderall, and then I'm like Zen, like everything's flowing. Yes. And then by four o'clock, I'm like a notch away from drooling on myself. Yeah. I'm like so easily distracted by four o'clock. Like, uh, like we're just on the internet then. Yeah, I'm just like reading and like, yeah, okay, and the email came through. What does it say? Uh, who cares? Uh, let's go back. Let's go uh, back. Yeah, I, I don't. I can't talk. That's what it is in the morning. Uh, yeah. I don't know why. And then by 8 o'clock or 7 o'clock, you're just like, he's passenger, passenger. You never know where he's going to reach. He's passenger, passenger. He has a house in Boynton Beach. <laughs> you just don't know what's going to happen. I didn't know what you were going to – I didn't no, know what no. was going to rhyme with reach. Well, I was like, well, where is he going with this? Oh, this beach. Is... Oh. <laughs> and last question too. Um, you have two pets that I know what? of. Do you favor one more than the other? And not the sense that you love them any less, but do you tend to be like, all right, you know what? I'd rather just have the cat hang out with me. Or are you like, you know what, Mac? Yeah. We're going to chill because – the cat's doing his thing, but you actually love me to where you're going to play. 
Do you have a favorite? No, Shady's definitely my favorite. Uh, there you go. Because I felt so bad for when we got Mac. You know, it's like Shady lived with us for a year, and then all oh. of a sudden you bring in this dog that. You know, everybody loves and Heather's obsessed with. And I mean, it's hard not to love this dog. Yeah. But I made sure I like made a point to not, you know, neglect, neglect Shady. And now Shady just follows me everywhere. Oh. Yeah. She's the best cat ever. She's the best. You're yeah. the best host ever, John. They're both pretty good together. Uh, but sometimes when they like rumble, it's Mac just, just pissing Shady <laughs> off. So I have to kind of like step in and like yell at Mac. Do you ever have to step in this, like, settle any skirmishes where you're like, all right. Oh, yeah. You guys are going to destroy everything. Go over here. You, out. Like, once a day. <laughs> they, like, don't hurt each other, but I'm just afraid that Shady's going to slip and slice something because she still has her hind claws. Yeah. Yeah. So she, she could hurt Mac. So I, And I hear her hissing, and it's obviously Mac just big and goofy and dopey like play with me and shady's smacking her in the face like get away fuck off and <laughs> she Mac actually says that you're like i'm talking cat <laughs> what kind of dog is mac she, what what kind of dog is uh, mac and cheese she is a miniature golden doodle she's really cute man she looks like she's adorable oh uh, yeah she's I like mean, a... she is adorable but she looks like she's very like she's always going to be a cute dog yeah yeah, Heather, like, we wanted to adopt, but it was, like, not, it's like, it's not, like, the easiest process, and we've never owned a dog before, so we're, like, we have to get a puppy, like, we don't, we don't want to get a dog that's already, like, set in his ways, we're not going to be able to, like, you get a black guy, you're, like, I, okay, I mean, I'm diverse, but I, <laughs> I, I, I'm taking this home with me, yeah, but, uh, yeah, she's so fun and so nice, yeah, like, no aggression at all. They're adorable, man. I don't know if I could ever do it, have a dog. Um, I did a few in high school. I would do it. But uh, I, the responsibility would be like too – not too much, but I don't know if I could like come home from work and be like, all right, we're going out. Like it's nice you can work from home. Like that That would be um, – that's like my dream job is to work from home. If I had to come from work though and Jen's at home and I'm like, oh, I got to take you out, like I don't think I could do it. Yeah, I mean if you don't – want to do that then i wouldn't get a dog but it's like if you all of a sudden like go to a pet store and you see a dog and you're like let's just get her once you have her you'll just it becomes not really like a choice you don't really care you're like oh i have to I you're like to, i like, love take, you yeah you know like let it die yeah yeah of course yeah like my parents have a dog and a chocolate lab and like i love her to death and jen keeps asking for a dog and i'm just like we have too many like animals in this house we're like a step away from like being on hoarders or Ace like Ventura. animal cops taking me down. What's that? Yeah. Ace Ventura. Yeah. So, but I, I always said to Jen, if we do get a dog, we have to get a German Shepherd and his name has to be King. No. Like I think a German Shepherd puppy is like the cutest thing in the world. Oh, yeah. This podcast has gotten really gay too in the past 10 seconds. But I think, <laughs> I just think they're the cutest little things and when they get big, they're like so loyal and like, they're good-looking dogs. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, and they're protective. Yeah, and school. Like, I would have to name him, like, Klaus or something. But Not King? Well, I don't know. The more I think about it, I would have to be like, Klaus! I'm actually even a lot of Like, I'd have to go with Klaus in the Starbucks, in, like, Grammar Nazi gear, and be like, I'll take the latte. <laughs> Klaus! 
<laughs> He's not even doing anything wrong. I just want to say Klaus. Klaus, sit. And then he sits. Good dog. Sit. Anyway. Um, thank you for listening tonight, everybody. Please tweet us at the podcastle at the underscore podcastle. Follow John on Snapchat at nerd.35. That's Snapchat. Nerd.35. Nerd and I'm really pumped to see the videos and your adventures that you post this weekend. It's going to be fun. It's going to be, uh, it's going to be really colorful. And it's going to be really uh, high class. Yeah. Uh, you know, bring your friends. I picture it like great gets it. Great Gatsby, and you're kind of walking around with like a cane. So, Mr. Hassinger, uh, how's work? What's my failed spot? Money! Okay, did you want. I've lost it all! I've lost it all! Down the toilet! Down! How are you doing? How are you doing? Gospel And I'll have that, and then I'll, you know, Monday night, Sean Kanan. It's going to yes. be. Uh, a hell of a next couple days. I'm glad we got to squeeze five though, and at least report on this psychopath. Hey, if you're being bullied, just kindly yeah ask for help. Don't kill anyone. Right. Ask for help, or be the other, the better person. Say, you know what? You're bullying me because of this. Fuck you. You know who else was bullied? Barack Obama, Dr. Seuss, me. John Lennon. Do something and and make turn a negative into a positive, right? Like that guy says on the Dr. Dre's album, he's like, uh, "There's a lot of negativity out there," and he's like, "If you can use that to push you from behind instead of getting in front of you, yeah, you know, that's that's a powerful thing." Like Eminem, it's true, right? Yeah, pull it out. Use what's making you scared to make you great. Yeah, turn your weakness into a strength. Like if somebody's too big yes. or whatever, look at them as, well, you know what? Then I'm a lot faster and they're slower and I'm going to move around them. Yes. You know? Like uh, Tyrion Lannister, the dwarf on Game of Thrones, he says, don't forget who you are because the world won't. So wear it like armor and they'll never be able to use it against you. Yeah, wear it proud. Shine on, brother. Like if, if you're a dude and like let's say a woman is you know, hurting you. Remember, they couldn't vote until 1912. I mean, it's things like that. I'm just kidding. It's terrible. <laughs> but no, I'm kidding. You could use, yeah, use your, your weakness as a strength. Use their strength as their weakness. So, I, I feel like we're firing up troops for battle right now. I'm, dude, I'm telling you, watching that video made it a little more intense for me. Like, I was also one of those people who made the mistake of watching that guy get his head chopped off back. Oh, in the day. I don't know how you do it, man. You're I didn't I, bigger balls I, than me. I watched that and I and I was like, that is something I wish I could unsee. And then I watched this and I just didn't think it was going to affect me like it did. Like it's still in like Jeez. the pit of my stomach because it just seems so surreal. Yeah. So I wanna rally troops and I wanna just get these guns out of here, man. Yeah. yeah. And I think that deserves a show of its own is talk about gun control and things like that i mean that's there's a lot of sick people out there and guns should not be made that easily accessible yeah ready sick we people. make them hard to get now in 50 years it, it, it only very respectable responsible people will have yeah. them do what they do in israel israel you can buy a gun you can purchase a firearm and yeah. you can have 
Why do you need it? Oh, to protect my family. Good. Here's 10 bullets. That's all you're getting. You can yeah. protect your family. You don't need to buy 5,000 rounds of ammunition. You want a gun to protect your family? That's your right. Here's your gun. Here's 20 rounds, 10 rounds. That's it. That's all you're getting for life. You have yeah. it there. It's yours. You don't no. need more. Why do you need 300 rounds? You can get a six-shooter. If you can't protect your family with six bullets, I mean, what, are you going to reload? You're dead by then. Yeah, you're done. That's all you should need. If you can't get it done with six bullets, you're done. Yeah. That's it. You don't That's need all you guns. Need. We're a German Shepherd to protect it's the house. Toys. They're toys. They're all toys. So. All right, well, let's end right. this thing on a positive note. Monday, Monday, Monday. The, the, oh, man, Monday. It's like four days. Yeah. Sean Caden, everybody, coming on the podcast on Monday. I'm Clark the Shark. This is Lord John Hassinger. Right. Saying, gosh, we love you. Good night. And Godspeed.